lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. We call that our life cycle. Made a shirt about it, and it rings true with who we are as a podcast and a group. We are fortunate enough to have partnered with a company who can help us achieve one of those three key elements. Some sleep. They have a keto-friendly version of their delicious sleep aid drink, and we're loving it. It's a lightly flavored, eight-ounce anti-energy drink. You drink it roughly 30 minutes before you're ready to go to sleep, and you'll feel it help you into a deep, restful, all-night sleep. It provides some helpful elements to do so, including magnesium, GABA, and melatonin. When combined, you have a powerful tool for getting the impactful sleep that you and I so frequently don't get in our technology-driven, fast-paced lives. You can find it at some retail stores, but you can also purchase it online and get it shipped to your door. When you do, use discount code TKMC10, and you'll not only be getting 10% off, but you'll be helping support the Keto Man's Club. You can find the link to their website by going to theketomansclub.com. We're thankful to Sam for partnering with us, and we hope you'll benefit from the use of their product the way we have so far. Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health. Find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And as always, I'm uh, joined by Jim and Berto. How's it going, Jim? Let me tell you, I had one of those experiences today that um, causes you angst and frustration and anxiety. I had to get my car. Uh, I had brakes put on and new tires and some other things. And the the bill caused some of that anxiety and everything. But then I left the garage and was feeling pretty good. And about a half mile down the road, my car died. Hmm. On a four-lane highway in in what my town considers rush hour traffic. And come to find out that I have a faulty gas uh, gauge in my 2007 vehicle and had a quarter of a tank of gas on the display, but apparently was pretty much at bone dry. Oh, Lord. So it was a fun-filled night of borrowing, getting the garage good to, on them. They came and picked me up. And we're going to arrange to have the car towed. They, everybody was like, is it out of gas? And I said, no, it's not. And even the guy that came and picked me up said, it's got a quarter of a tank. It's on the gas gauge. So I ran home, had a gas can, filled up the gas can, or went to my car, put in what I can, starts right up and away we go. So moral of the story, even when you're running on empty, you still got to go a little bit farther. <laughs> or just screw gas gauges in 2007 vehicles and just never let it go below half a tank. That's that's your that, that's tip probably, of the day. That's probably a better better way to go, just, <laughs> just in case. Uh, the so other, that's, that's, yes. The other thing I've heard about that uh, is that you actually get better gas mileage when the tank is full. I'm not sure how true that is, but I've heard it. Well, it, it had a little bit more gas in it before I dropped it off to have the work done. Mm. So I'm assuming that they took it out and made sure that the brakes worked and everything felt aligned and all that. So I appreciate that. But yeah, half a mile down the, down the road, no no pop-up alert or anything and dead. Yeah, that made for a rough, rough night. But everything is all hunky-dory now. My car is back in my garage and uh, away we go for the evening. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Berto, what's going on with you? You've got a, a, a new little one in the family and it's not of the human variety. Yes, yes, we're definitely not having any more of those. <laughs> well, compared to Jim, <laughs> my, my night was quite uneventful. But yeah, yeah we picked up a, a puppy yesterday. And let me tell you, trying to get two adults and two girls that are 10 and 7 years old to agree on a dog name is becoming quite hilarious. <laughs> uh, so far, my suggestions of danger, uh, Duke, Willie Nelson, Brutus, Maximus have all gone. Nope, they ain't going to fly. They ain't having it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I kind of so like the Willie Nelson thing. That's a good one, actually. That's a very Austin name. That is a very Austin name. Yeah, we'll sure. see if we can convince it tomorrow. Samara's down with Willie Nelson. Helena isn't crazy about it. So we'll see. Uh, we're trying to make this a, a family affair. We'll get, we got to name the dog eventually. It came named, it came named, it's, not, it's hard to say, uh, Andy. And uh, that's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. That. But yeah, other than that, um, the funny thing about that dog is we you know, we picked him up, we adopted him just like we did previously, and uh, the paper says he's a Chihuahua. And you know, we go over there to look at the dog, we're like, that's a hundred percent not a Chihuahua. So it'll it'll be the surprise that keeps on surprising because maybe he'll get the fifteen pounds, maybe he'll be ninety pounds. We don't know. <laughs> awesome, uh, yeah. So I've been staying busy, keeping you know work going on and everything else and but it's been pretty much life as usual um around here so um i i, I missed out on going to the concert with uh with john and berto because we just we had plumbing issues sadly so i had to deal with those uh the night of the concert and i i bring up john because john's in the background hi john <laughs> Hey, how's it going, fellas? Yeah, so we'll 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 get into uh, our conversation with John in a little bit, but it's good to have uh, John with us again to to visit uh, and and share his story. He co-hosted with us uh, uh, when we talked with Dr. Ballerstead, so uh, you'll our listeners should have already heard that. Uh, let's see here, a um, couple housekeeping things real quick before we get into shoutouts. Uh, you can connect with us online through our website, theketomansclub.com and get connected with all of our email uh, or all of our social media stuff. Everything there uh, is, is there Instagram websites, groups. You can also email us at ketomansclubpodcast at gmail.com and our voicemail and or text line is 512-518-6161. Feel free to use those. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can also leave reviews uh, about our podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, through Audible slash uh, Amazon. Uh, that's going to be great. And uh, we have another new thing, and you you will probably, by the time that you're hearing this, have already heard a couple pre-recorded, uh, you know, sponsorship things about this but we have a sponsor and this is our first time to, to actually talk about it Som, which we reviewed a couple weeks back uh it, it's a sleep aid that uh we really liked a lot and they kind of liked us and that's you know goes right along with us and so they have uh provided us an, a link, an affiliate link to be able to uh, give you 10% off. And then some of the proceeds come back to us as well from that sale. So if you uh, use sleep aid or need something to help regulate that and feel like, uh, and we know this is a quality product and everything else, the use that, that, that discount code uh, TKMC10 and the, uh, and and that will uh, give you give you 10% off, but also support the podcast and everything that we're doing with the Keto Man's Club. So really cool stuff. Uh, you'll hear more about that probably in the future. Any other business yeah. to attend to before we get into shout outs? I think not. Uh, ironically, I am working out of town. I leave tomorrow morning and I still have a couple cans of that stuff left. So I get to put it to the ultimate undisturbed test. So uh Check back with you guys uh, next week after I, I, I think I got two cans that I'm taking with me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see what this stuff does. I'm I've actually got or go. Ahead, I was just gonna say I've got one uh, in the fridge right now for tonight because I did not do well sleeping last night. So um, it it definitely has uh, helped me more than once. So I'm looking forward to going to bed a little bit early tonight and uh, knocking that back. Cool, cool. Yeah, those are are great. I can't. Uh, I'm. I'm I, I went through all of mine very quickly, uh, so I'm I'm waiting to get some more here soon. Actually, those should be arriving. Maybe I, I don't know when they came, but I, 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 they're they're on the way. Uh, they're on the way. So I'm I'm looking forward to, to having that back around. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into shoutouts, and then we'll go from there. Uh, Berto, let's start with yours. I got a quick and easy one. Uh, our good friend, Jonathan, Jonathan Shane, that's how good of a friend he is. I can't say his name right. Uh, AKA the Keto Road. He was actually in town over the weekend. I think at a, I think he said a graduation party. 
wasn't too far from here. So he decided he was going to swing by and say hi. So he stopped by my house, let him in, talked for a while. He met the family, met the kids, uh, met Yvette, and, you know, chatted for a little bit before he had to get on the road because, you know, he lives on the other side of Texas over towards Houston. So it's, a, it's still a couple hour drive. But he went out of his way just to come by and say hi. And I thought it was awesome. And it actually really made my day. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, John, Jonathan's uh, good people. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Jim, how about you? Uh, my shout out is to Mr. Dan Turner, who is 75 pounds down since May. And Dan had, Dan is a big guy um, in his original photo. He's got the before and after. Um, actually, I should say be, before and current because he's still working on things. Um, he's been doing uh, some intermittent fasting, doing some uh, bone broth as well. Mm-hmm um incorporated keto as well as yoga to have almost beaten diabetes he says uh dan is uh kind of looking like a rock star in everything and so just a um a big kudos to him for uh big effort he's actually a, a west coaster lives in los angeles california but uh pretty remarkable um on or on dan excuse me so way to go to mr turner very cool. I am. I'm gonna do kind of a repeat, but uh, from from a couple weeks ago, but with a little bit of a different tilt. Um, our our member Jason Thompson, who we've talked about uh, for some of the the strides that he's made physically, he posted and shared some pictures of some keto grocery shopping. We've had several gentlemen, so this is more. Let's call this a generic shout out to all the men out there who are using this uh, time of hunting season to do some keto uh, hunting. And uh, Jason and his son took down a couple uh, looks a couple, looks like a couple does, and uh, they uh, they're, they're going to feed their family for a while there. And that's that's really a, a very cool thing. I'm I'm glad to to see men out there doing that because one, it needs to be done for conservation sake, number one, but number two, it's a a good thing to to be able to see uh, father son activities. That's something that I kind of wish that I'd grown up with a little bit. And, um, and I'm always uh, excited and glad to see that, uh, that, that, that dads are investing in their sons, whether it be hunting or not, but their, that, that investment in their sons is awesome. So that's my shout out. Let's hey, real quick, uh, for Jonathan Shane, uh, Berto, did he mention his um, hunting trip since Chris just brought that up? He did not. You know what photo I'm talking about, correct? I do not. The one, the one, <laughs> um, so there was a photo. Was he was he in the group or maybe I'm maybe it wasn't him. I thought he was in there with Danny Vega no. and uh, Dr. Anthony J and some others. Jo- Jonathan was not in that one. J- Jonathan was not in that one. OK, um, I thought he was. So. Yeah. All right. That, Never mind. <laughs> now that we have several members, we actually have two or three members, including Danny and, and Dr. Uh, Dr. J that, that were in that picture. Um, I, I believe um, the guy who actually took down that boar was in that picture as well. Um, so they, they read in Scott's in our group too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the, um, so yeah, there, there's several members in that picture. Uh, and, and that's another great example of men being able to get together out there hunting and whatnot. They, they mainly did boar hunting. I think they, they probably just caught what they could more than anything. Um, the boars can get a little crazy, I hear. Uh, but they had a, a great time, uh, Mike Mutzel was there, Danny, uh, Dr. J, Robert Sykes. Uh, it was all done on Robert Sykes' property. Um, and then um, Brandon. So, yeah, it's a, a great guy, a great group of guys. And they, uh, they had a, a fun couple of days, it looks like, and enjoyed good, good company and, and good time out in nature, uh, which is a good thing for sure. Well, I think that covers all the, the business end of things. And so now we get to have some fun. John. Uh, you, you, you were on the podcast a couple weeks ago and you, yep. you, you did uh, share a little bit about what was going on, but we, you've had enough going on. It was worth it for us to have you actually be the guest instead of the co-host. Um, <laughs> so, uh, tell us, uh, get, we, you know, we don't have to dive into the deep end quite yet, but kind of since the last time that we spoke, kind of going to start us on, on where things have been going on for you or, or what. What's been going on? Because you you've been uh, up and down a roller coaster, not necessarily in weight, but in uh, uh, in just kind of life. Honestly, so 
<laughs> so, you know, life has, so I last went to Texas in September, 2019. Uh, and, you know, that was kind of the beginning of, I don't want to say a break, but it was kind of, it was kind of when my body kind of hit a wall, you know, and I, I was so proud. I was posting pictures of me at the gym. And then, you know, right after that is when my shoulder just got horrible. And so basically I was thinking about it today. I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, how am I going to explain this? And the best way I can explain it is I paid the price for being 600 pounds as long as I was. And pretty much I got to the point where my body was just like, Oh, Nope, you're doing too much. We're going to break a little bit. And so I've dealt with a couple of injuries this year. I had a shoulder injury that had to, I had a torn labrum in my shoulder. I had the quare veins tendonitis in my wrist, which is painful as heck. Um, it's basically where you bend your wrist and it pops all the time. Um, so I had that repaired in, in um, September. So I had two surgeries within a four-month span. And with that and with COVID comes like the COVID 20 or 30. Um, and also I had a couple, couple of issues with depression, which honestly... You know, if if anything comes out of this podcast tonight, it's going to be taking your mental health seriously because it got to the point where there was a couple times in April where I I don't want to say wanted. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mince words. I wanted to kill myself, you know. And if I didn't have my wife, if I didn't have my niece and nephews, and if I didn't have the community, I probably would have followed through. The problem is, I'm very impulsive and I don't really plan that well, so. That's probably why I'm still here today. Not that I'm making a joke of it, but you know, honestly, that's that's the truth. So, so what 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 brought on the low point? Was it just a combination of everything, or was there one particular moment that really just was like so, I'm done? So back in July of 2019, I I'm a social worker, so you know, I go out in the community and I deal with you know individuals who are mentally ill, mm-hmm. and I almost got assaulted. And that really stuck with me. And so out of that, I switched jobs and I switched jobs to a place that wasn't a good fit, even though I thought it was a good fit and it wasn't a very good fit. And it just led to me sitting in my office and, and doing a whole bunch of nothing. And, you know, I, you guys know that I need to, I don't want to say, well, I, I need to be, I hate being stagnant, you know, to me, you know, that's when problems develop is when you are just when life's standing still. And I hate when life stands still, you know? So, and, and yeah, you are not the type of person that, that sits still or doesn't, you, you were constantly doing something in your short trip to, to Texas. Uh, <laughs> you, you were constantly doing something, going to the one barbecue place or another. Uh, you, you don't, don't like sitting idle. Uh, what, no. um, so when when you're in those uh, when, when you're in the throes of of being kind of at that low spot or, or in that in that that time where you're you're wrestling so much with that what um you you, you mentioned uh, your nieces your nephews your wife as as being some of your wise for for pulling yourself out of out of the funk and whatnot but like talk more about the the why and like how you you actually practically put that into to action a little bit? Well, to be honest with you, it was, it was the point where I said to my doctor, you, you need to put me on something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't care, you know, um, part of the reason back in the day why I, I gained so much weight was because I was on, I was on an antidepressant and I resisted it thinking, you know, I can handle the coping skills and, you know, I have coping skills in my back pocket I could use. And then you get to the point where you just can't do it. And then finally I reached my breaking point and I basically said, you know, I need, I need something. So that's when my doctor around, you know, March and April put me on something, you know, just because I wasn't in the frame of mind to go back to work. And, you know, when you don't have food as a coping skill, when you only have so much money, you, you kind of run out of, you know, of things to go to. So it was kind of like, you know, it's, 
it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like okay well this didn't work that didn't work you know what's next and then finally i realized that hey if i do something stupid and irrational you know these are the people that are going to suffer in my wake you know and i don't want that to happen well well i think we can all say that uh you know a lot of love and a lot of respect for being able to recognize that in the timely fashion that it took and actually reaching out to help and not just trying to like uh, macho your way through it for lack of a better term. You know, it's, it's uh, like you said, you had your, your wife and other people in your lives that you had to think about. And those things are all put there for a reason. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not, it wasn't coincidence, you know, that everything's there for a reason. And, you know, luckily you were able to, to catch your breath long enough to be able to, to see it all, you know, before, before anything silly happened. Yeah. And honestly, I took the time to, during that time, you know, I, I started, you know, I basically switched jobs and, um, and I basically took the time to basically say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to take this time and fix what's broken with me physically and what's broken with me mentally. And I normally would like, I took an extended time off from work and, I basically would have rushed back being like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then something just didn't feel right, you know? And it comes to a point where you can only switch jobs so many times, you know, you, if an employer is not the right fit, then, you know, it's not a right fit. But if the problem is you, then you need to fix yourself. And I realized at that point that it wasn't necessarily the job, even though the job shouldn't have took me on when they did, you know, because basically I was just sitting at the office, you know, and, and it was one of those things where it's like, okay, well, if that's, if that's a problem, but you're seeing this, then you need to, you know, basically fix yourself first, you know, before, you know, you think that you can take on something else. And I would do that. I would, you know, go back and then, something wouldn't work out and then okay well maybe that didn't work so it's the job you know when it's actually me it was it's been me all along you know so i i you know i i ended up switching jobs in april things got a little bit better and you know i'm back to back to square one i think i'm back to myself again a little bit you know i think that like you know um we're going to probably talk about the trip to texas but the trip to texas and i i think i said this to alberto at the end <laughs> That like it was what I needed at the right time. It was the perfect fit, you know. It was, you know, and since I've been back, well, you know, it basically, I, I basically went down, and people can criticize me for going down in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I basically went to hang hang out with Chris and Alberto, um, go to a concert, and eat copious amounts of brisket, which you know I ate about six pounds of brisket while I was down there. <laughs> well i don't hear anything bad <laughs> no it wasn't yeah, no, in fact, no, it was, no in fact it was it was one of the best things ever and i think honestly it was the best part about it was we watched a grown man sing a cover of uh tlc waterfalls <laughs> which was unbelievable it was a really good cover <laughs> really really good cover yeah, really, was, really really well done but i mean hey dude like we you know mental health gets tossed around a lot right now and i tell it to anyone dude come over like my my door is always open pandemic no pandemic come over you know look look, look mm-hmm. at what it did for you and look where you were at and i'm not going to be the guy to say sorry you can't come over right now you know and then it's it, behind the scenes someone might be going through what you went through or worse you know so i will always say come over yeah and and honestly, we we talked about it because I I happen to live in New York, where in order for me to land in New York, I had to have a COVID test the <laughs> seventy two hours prior to me landing, and then I had to show the National Guard that was guarding the exits of the airport <laughs> a negative COVID test as I was landing. So it was and, and it's it's different because environment can impact how you are mentally. You know, and if, and I'm not saying, I'm saying this, me as, as a person, lockdowns suck. And I can't imagine there are people that like are going through this right now. And by all means, reach out to me. I'll, I'll share my email address at the end. You know, if isolation is horrible and 
there's only so I can only deal with isolation so much. And, you know, it was kind of nice because I had a good balance when I was in Texas of sitting in the hotel, ride, you know, driving around in my rental car and visiting, you know, Chris and Alberto. And it was, it was good. It was time that I, I think I needed more than anything. Hmm. Well, I'm glad they were there to help you. I mean, you, it's, yeah. it's awesome that you recognize what you needed when you needed it and were able to do something about it because yeah. a lot of people, um, in the group, probably at some point, all four of us at different times in our life have just done the suck it up and move on kind of thing. Um, which may have been a detriment to us actually at a later date. So the fact that you took a little time for yourself and did what you needed to do, it's pretty awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, it, it's, it's just one of those things where I can recognize when I need, when I need a break. And, and it was getting to that point. It was, you know, you, and this is the thing that, that stinks about COVID. I finally was able to just get away from everything for a minute. Everything I did was safe. I can count. I was around six people all weekend. Um, you know, and, and honestly, it was one of those things where it was, I just had to do something because I, I don't do well when I'm isolated. And when everything is around you is locked down and like, I can't go to the gym like I normally would do at four o'clock in the morning because the gym doesn't open up until six or seven. You know, it's kind of like, and you're limited to 25% capacity. It's, there's only so many, so many things you can do. Yeah. Oh, you you don't gotta explain it to me. You know, like you you came down here, you see how how like relaxed things are compared to what you're dealing with. And I've made my fair share of family get-togethers and getting together with friends for barbecues. And I mean, all with zero consequence. Even you came down here, that was long enough ago. Now we could say we could all safely say it was with zero consequence. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. the the pros far outweighed any plausible cons. Like it ain't even close. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and. So yeah, on the on all the practical levels, you you took care of the the business that you needed to ahead of time. You were mindful coming into it, and then you were you're mindful coming out of it. So it wasn't yeah. like you and and if you had felt even the slightest twinge of okay, maybe something, you you would have gotten tested back home and found out. Do I need to mm-hmm. isolate or or whatever? Well, um, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because like in order for me to exit my quarantine. I had to get a COVID test four days after landing. So last mm-hmm. Thursday I had a COVID test and it was negative. Mm-hmm. So like that, yeah, I, I knew coming into it, the risk, I was smart about it. You can be and, and this applies to mental health too. You could be, what am I trying to say here? Basically, I think that like, if you, if you are smart about it and you're, and you know the people that you're going to be around and you know, the risk involved, be smart about it, you know, social distance, do what you need to do. I mean, even the concert and Alberto can, and to attest to this is that, you know, basically if you left your parking spot, you had to wear a mask, you know, and you can, you can get back to life, quote unquote, normal. You just have to use common sense about it. Yeah. And then just, just to talk about the concert, it, we didn't know what to expect. It was really well done. It was at uh, the HEB center, which is a, a giant event center out here. Uh, stage was outside. It was literally a drive-in concert. So you, you pull up, pull up in your parking spot. You have your little designated quote, like tailgate area. They're like, if, as long as you're within this square, feel free to do whatever you'd like. If you leave this square, put your mask on. But I mean, talk about a way to work loopholes and uh, not, and I'm not trying to say that in a negative context, but like there are defined rules and there are defined safety precautions and they work their way around them to make a functioning business, to get people to a show, to provide live music. And it was a, a great thing. It was a great release. And there was no sense of not being far enough away from people. There was no sense of anything being reckless. Everyone was super cool, super chill, minded their own business, stayed out of everybody else's way. And like it 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 couldn't have been more well organized or pulled off, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. So let's um let's not stray too far from the mental health side of things because I think yeah. that's really a major thing we could we could rabbit hole and other things all day but the there's quite a few different takeaways that we can that we 
could could get from this experience of, uh, that, that John has been dealing with, you know, like just being mindful, reaching out to friends, doing something about it, even if it's something small. Um, what John, and it's especially John, since you have this this back, uh, you know, this background in social services, and you know, needing to be mindful of the the mental health of your your clients that you're working with and things like that. What is it that that people should look for to identify for themselves? Because that's one of the main things that happens for a lot of us is we don't even realize that we're bogged down by all of this stuff. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to look up the quote. Um, there, um, and again, um, I'm trying. There's a, a gentleman by the name of, I follow, an author that I follow by the name of Perry Noble, and um i'm trying to look up the quote his um what he says is he says it's okay to not be okay but it's not okay to stay that way um and and honestly like for me um just an example of how i feel you know i i just feel just i feel like i'm a bottomless pit um and so like i going back to you know the nutrition aspect of it i could I could just totally like binge eat on if you throw like nut butter or keto granola that they sell at Costco or anything like that, you know, I could just binge eat that and just be a bottom of pit. And as a result, I've gained a significant amount of, well, not a significant, I gained about 30 pounds, but still for me, that's a lot. Um, Especially since I 400 pound mark, you know, for so long, Um, you know, if you, as far as like, if other people, like if other people just ask you if you're okay, or even, even better, if you know someone that they just seem off, ask them, Hey, are you okay? This is something that we should be doing in like the group. We should be just checking up on each other and like, you know, saying, Hey, I know that you're going through a lot, or, you know, we had a gentleman post about why he's gaining weight. There could be a mental health aspect to it. You know, I ended up going to a, um, endocrinologist just because it wasn't making sense. I would, I hit a stall point on my weight loss. And finally I got frustrated. I'm like, well, you know what? I had one of my adrenal glands removed. Maybe, maybe that's the case. You know, maybe that's the reason why when it turns out I was just feeding myself garbage, you know? Um, so with the mental health stuff, it's just, I, I think honestly, it's just recognizing the signs. If you know someone that's just not talkative as much, like I've, I've had you, Chris, reach out to me a couple of times and say, Hey, are you okay? You're not posting as much in the group. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you, if you know someone enough online that like they're not posting on social media or, you know, they just look sad, just we've kind of lost touch with social media and with technology that we're just afraid to ask, Hey, are you okay? You know? And I think that, you know, maybe that's something that we can do. Um, you know, I but work gonna... with, I work, Oh, go ahead. Nope. You finish your thought. Um, I work with kids and, you know, kids, you know, given that they're constantly locked down with, you know, the pandemic. Hey, have you gone and gone for a walk? I mean, granted, I live outside Buffalo and it's, you know, freezing cold right now. But still, have you, you know, gone out and play? You have you like, you know, gone for a walk or and doing something like that? It's just doing simple stuff. Just for me couple months ago or a couple weeks ago it was just me going to the movie theater and i sat in the movie theater by myself but it was glorious because <laughs> <laughs> i love movies i love concerts and i love to travel those are my wheelhouse 10 times out of 10 if i go to movie theater by myself i will fall asleep <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> of the movie. Mm-hmm. i promise you that i don't care what movie i pick i don't care how excited i am I promise you I'm taking a nap at some point throughout that movie. <laughs> S- side note, we have a theater just outside of the town I live in that has torn out all of their traditional theater seating and they have installed um, recliners. Yes. Oh, I, that why? is where it's at. Because I'm just going to do exactly what Berto said. I'm going to go in and in 10 <laughs> minutes, like, give me my blankie and my sippy cup and I'm out for the rest of the <laughs> afternoon. And, you know, if somebody wants humor... You know, go around a movie theater like that and take photos of the people sleeping and the drool coming out the sides of their mouth and all that that happens with it. So, because <laughs> I'm sure it does. Um, you mentioned something, John, about, you know, people asking 
having the the courage and the insight to reach out and check on people. And I'm I'm going to throw kind of a curveball to that. I think in the fact that I think that there are a lot more well intentioned people out there who want to do those kinds of things, but who have concerns that a they they can't do it the right way or be helpful in the right way or that they worry that they won't be able to fulfill the need of the person needing the help and in turn potentially make it worse. And I'm not saying that's happened with you at all or anything, but I've experienced that um, a couple of times where, you know, I've told people about some stuff that I've gone through in the past or whatnot, and they, they kind of go distant. And I'm like, I'm not asking you to like fix it. I'm just trying to talk through it. And so I'm like, well, okay, but that it's, we don't want to like, we're not sure that we can help you basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and maybe, I don't know if that's something that you've experienced through all this in the last year or two. So with me and kind of piggybacking on that, you know, like for me, like one of my, one of my things to do is I to kind of reach out to friends as I love to cook. I love the barbecue you know, Alberto and I share that same passion. Like, you know, I will like literally cook a brisket and text a friend and say, Hey, can I drop off some meat? And that's, it's, it's little things like that kind of plant a seed and say, Hey, this person's thinking about me. And if there's something, you know, something negative going on, or, you know, you're just sick of being locked down. It's, you know, it's just planting a seed of, you know, maybe seeing if that, if that works, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, it's, that's just one of the things I do, like, at least with me, you know, it, no, I, it, I'm, it, I'm not it, trying to knock anything. I, it's, it's funny. A few years back, I made a goal, a new year's resolution that every month I was going to take friends out. There's a local, um, this is pre, pre keto. There's a local, um, long-term pizza place that anytime, mm-hmm. you know, if you went to Indiana university, you ate at cafe pizzeria. And so I said every month, I'm going to call up friends that I haven't seen in a while or whatever. And let's go out to dinner one night, my treat, Mm -hmm. bring the kids, bring the family and everything like that. And the first month, no joke. I tried nine different friends. Yeah. Could not get a commitment. And I, and finally got someone and I showed up and they ditched me and Mm -hmm. forgot. And I got to be honest with you, that sucked. That whole trying to do something like that because Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily for them as much as it was for me just trying to reconnect and get people you know the i checked in on facebook today so i've done my duty and people should see that and be happy and all that other stuff no i wanted genuine human interaction and to sit and talk for an hour and just laugh and eat pizza and all that other good stuff and Mm -hmm. after that one i didn't do it i'm like screw this I just, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, no, this ain't cool. It's honestly that, and that's the toughest part of it is like, you know, I, I, I honestly think that like, this is really the hardest part about COVID and just the whole pandemic is, is we've lost touch with each other even more than what we have. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, honestly, I think that like, that's just the biggest thing with me is just, you know, I, it's important, you know, my wife even can recognize that when I need to get out and just not be just stuck at home. I mean, it, it's interesting. My new job, I'm like stuck at home, you know, working. And honestly, the one thing that I enjoy the most, and I joked about it in a post a couple of weeks ago was going to five guys, you know? So I, you know, texted a buddy and see if he wanted to go to five guys and we just meet at five guys. We socially distance and we eat our lunch, you know? And, and, hmm. and, and I, and I get it. Like, you know, there's some people that like don't recognize that you're trying to have a good intent, you know? And I think maybe if we recognize as a society, like more of what we, how we need to connect with each other, maybe things will get a little bit better. I hope so, man. Lord, do I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) It's very well said. It's very well said, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was good to have you down here. We're happy to have you. You know, my wife likes having you. The kids finally remembered you. So that was, that was a good thing. (laughs) It took them a minute, but yeah, now they'll never forget you. So there you go. Mission accomplished on that one. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, we've kind of circled around it, talked, talked about it to a degree. Um, 
what um what action steps would you say um you could take that would end up what action steps would would you say that that we we as men in the in the group and whatnot can do like if we were to create a list we've kind of again we've we've kind of mentioned a lot of what i could think of but what mm-hmm. what specific things are, are your go-tos for checking in on each other i see sometimes either this copy and paste thing uh where you you end up seeing the 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 uh you you end up seeing the brother check-in thing and it's my door's always open some something or other yeah and that that's good to put that out there into the world to say hey if you need something reach out to me but what what are some other proactive steps that we can do to reach out to each other i think honestly and and this is the this alberto and i were joking about this the night of the concert i said to him like man you think just to think that like uh, a friendship was born out of a just call me type of thing you know and i think that like it there's this kind of a stereotype that like men shouldn't call each other and talk on the phone that's crap you know i i think that like you know like have the gumption to you know call and check up on somebody or hey you know if i have you know you and you and alberto were like two of the people when i went down to texas that we did a lot together and we just kind of grew a lifelong friendship you know so it's like if you have someone in the in the men's club or in the keto man 101 group you know message them and say hey why don't you you know if you're just wanting to check up on you or or do something simple like that yeah i i I think there's a lot to that and and you're you're absolutely right The, the the connection between you and uh berto is this this if i remember correctly Berto's exact words was this will be a whole lot faster if you just call me (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah and and so these friendships and I I really feel like you know by by default you came down I get to know you and now I feel the same way you know we're 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 brothers in in that regard on a on a a deeper level because of that as well and I feel like um I genuinely feel like more times than not, if we gave ourselves the chance to connect on that level and have mm-hmm. that type of intimacy, not physical, not sexual, but intimacy, yeah. that goes so far. One of the things my, my I will never forget, but my um, uh, my my youth pastor years and years ago, uh, he um, he he said intimacy when broken down means into me see. And yes, we were talking, you know, we're teenagers. And so the only thing we're talking Mm. about or thinking about is relationships and sex and everything else. But the, that's so applicable to our daily lives, our, our, what we are doing together. And and it is very key to, to mental health and wellness because I think all of us have felt this at one point in time or another. I know I've felt this lately myself in, in a couple of different ways where I just feel unknown. I feel like mm-hmm. nobody's out there hearing me. There's a, a, a whole musical um, called Dear Evan Hansen, and it can be it, a large part of the theme through that can be summed up, summed up through the title of, of like its first big song, which is called Waving Through the Window. And mm-hmm. it's all about, hey, I'm over here on this side of the window waving, trying to get somebody's attention, but nobody hears me. Nobody's responding. And the window in this example is metaphorically speaking, the glass on our cell phones and our computer screen. Mm-hmm. We get so caught up trying to to you know, connect with people through social media, we forget to connect with people. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot to that. And, and I, I, I think that, yeah, just connecting in general, um, putting it out there and whatnot is very, very powerful. The other and, thing too, oh. I'm just going to, let me throw a quick in, John. The other thing yep. too, is that we have a generation coming into adulthood now who has grown up with technology from day one. And don't fully, I, I think that the millennial generation or whatever we're calling them after that, the 20 year old, 25 year olds now 
that they it's almost like un, it's almost uncommon for them to be able to carry on a normal conversation, let alone be engaging. I work in the banking industry for somebody to be able to greet a customer when they walk in the door, to ask them how their day is, to say, what can I do to help you, to carry on a conversation while they're doing a transaction, to say, thank you very much, have a nice day, blah, blah, blah. If somebody can do that, holy cow, I'm over the moon because it's a rarity. So unfortunately, a lot of that generation doesn't know how to express themselves the way that the four of us are even doing right now in just a conversation that is a um, having a virtual beer with one another, so to speak, and sitting here just mm-hmm. talking and hanging out kind of thing. To them, it's the thumbs and the texting and the sharing of memes. And it's, I mean, it's like, it's a different language kind of thing. Really and I is. say mm-hmm. that at 45 years old, not to sound like an old man, like my grandpa who used to not understand why beyond the stupid Atari playing video games at five years old, but like, it's, 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 it's Pac-Man. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that we have to f- figure out how to almost re-educate and teach people how to communicate on this level. Because it's not something that happens like it used to when you would write a letter to somebody um, at the holidays and tell about your year. or You'd have a 45-minute conversation with somebody on the phone because you didn't have their Facebook and didn't see what their kid ate for breakfast that morning and stuff. You, mm-hmm. you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to do that now because it's all at, on the screen, as Chris just mentioned. So mm-hmm. I, I'm rambling. I'm getting into the no, weeds. No, no, your point is well yeah. taken. I... I in this in exactly what you're talking about i i was having a conversation with a random young guy that i met through through reddit he asked my opinion about something in in private message and we've been going back and forth for two or three weeks now about it uh and and he's just he's got all these things and i'm seeing the signs of disconnect of not having the confidence to really stand up and do what it is that he's wanting, regardless of the, you know, what people may think and all of these different aspects. And I say, you know, who's your best friend? What's his name? And he gives and he gives me the the name of the best friend. I said, have you ever thought about talking about this with with them? And and like you can even couch it like, hey, do you ever have any insecurities about X Y Z feature or? Uh, because it's a, a whatever, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that, that he came back with is, oh yeah, I don't do that. He doesn't talk with his family. He doesn't talk with his friends. That's his best friend, but you can't have an honest one-on-one conversation with this per with, with this person about how he's feeling about this thing that he's hyper insecure about. But yet he'll talk to me on the other side of the internet, perfect stranger and lay it all out there. There's but isn't that what therapy mm-hmm. is? Is that where you talk to a complete stranger and oh, yeah, lay totally. it all out and not feel like you're being judged or yeah. criticized or often somebody is like you you risk the friendship because you're mm-hmm. pouring out your true self. It, oftentimes it is. Mm-hmm. I uh, my therapist that I have and and whenever I was on Yogi's podcast and and on our podcast I've been very open about it. I've sought therapy over the last couple of years and it's been extremely powerful and, and and beneficial to me and and to the relationship between my wife and I and and very powerful to to have that and uh, I'm 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 lucky that the 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 man that I'm that I go to for therapy, he's actually a friend. I can count him as a friend and he's in my inner mm-hmm. circle and I feel a real connection with him. He's not a stranger. But most of the time, that's what it is. You they're your professional friend, the person that you're paying to listen to you. And there and mm-hmm. there isn't a risk, uh, a risk factor. And and to piggyback off that, you know, I I um I kind of consider, like I mentioned earlier about the trip to Texas and how it was kind of the break I needed. For me, it was like, I was just thinking about this, finding your reset, find what brings you back to you. You know, if for me, it was, you know, going to a concert and, and being socially awkward and singing at the top of my lungs at, you know, in a, in a parking lot. And Alberto can laugh at this because like, he's like, come on, John, let it go. You know, you want to. I was encouraged. Please tell, please tell me you sang "Let It Go." No, I didn't sing "Let It Go." Simple man, I almost. No, it was it was when it was when 
um, Brent Smith and Zach Myers from the band Shinedown sang their cover of Simple Man. And I'm like, letting it rip. And she probably was like three sheets of the wind at that point. But I'm like, nope, nope, I have my dick movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it's like, for me, it, it was kind of like, it, it was a reset button. So like, I wish... And we, we can kind of correlate that to technology. You know, I mean, for me, I'm like debating in the new year whether or not I really want to be on Facebook, you know, because honestly, Facebook and some of my opinions on, you know, a local football team and like, you know, and other things is divisive. And so like, it, it's kind of a trap, you know, for me to, you know, do I really, but then again, I have the man's club and I, you know, I'm active there. So it's kind of like, okay, well, if I just hold my opinions to myself, you know, and just go on Facebook for that, then that's the end, you know, that's the end of that. And it's kind of like, for me, I kind of use, you know, social media as kind of, you know, posting pictures. I'm trying to get back to what makes me me. And like part of what makes me me is grilling, gym, and like travel and like concerts. I love taking pictures at concerts. You know, I love photography. I love taking videos at concerts. I love, you know, that part of it. And for like, so again, and I'm rambling here and I apologize, but you're good. It's honestly finding a reset, you know, and that's honestly like, (laughs) Oh, it's important. And, you know, and I, I'm sure all of us get the whole Facebook thing. You know, it's, it's a, it's a great thing, a terrible thing. And, you know, this has been a very odd year for a lot of people that you know personally and virtually. And mm-hmm. a lot of lines have been crossed and lines have been made in the sand and people have been split. And it's just odd. And I don't know. I was actually made, I told Chris about this and I was actually making the joke. And maybe we should actually just do it. Like come January 1st, I was on and it would, it should theoretically work where you on, go on Facebook and unfriend 100% of your friends and just stay in the groups. Because then you're interacting with the people that you normally interact with anyways that you know you get along with. But like you go on Facebook and I would have zero friends, but I'd be involved in like eight different groups. And I think that would be like ideal and make it fun again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there are some plugins that you can also use that will uh, essentially block the entire news feed so that you can't really actually just scroll endlessly. You hack it, you, you get access to Messenger and I think think mm. if you choose a group like you can you can do that type of thing where you can browse a group intentionally but mm. i i haven't used that in a while so i'm not i'm not sure but okay. that type of thing exists on on some level too but i agree i do think that there's there's just something to close out and shut out the noise and try to to make the the, the volume a little quieter mm. And, and going back to Jim's point about how the younger generations don't know how to communicate. If, it, if they basically get to the point that we're at being in our generation where we're kind of sick of Facebook and are sick of just social media and how we communicate and we're finally realizing it, you know, then maybe uh, again, things will, you know, things will change and get better. But you know? the thing but, is I mean, that, go ahead. I, I know. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, and just, you know, like I said, with, with, you know, the trip to Texas being a reset, I'm actually losing weight now. And I'm like, my appetite is now under control, you know, and, you know, and so I correlate, correlate that with just, it was the time I needed to kind of reset myself. Well, I, I bet with that, you know, if we were to talk about that physiologically and, and Jim, yeah. you'll, you'll go next here real quick, but, uh, but if physiologically speaking, your cortisol levels probably took a nosedive whenever you had <laughs> three or four days of letting loose, relaxing, enjoying, mm-hmm. you know, your, time to yourself, enjoying downtime in general, all of that type of thing. I, I I feel strongly that more than likely you just felt your your cortisol levels drop drastically, which is part of what keep, lets your glucose go down, which keeps your yeah. insulin down, which unlocks the pathway for all of this other stuff. And then you also were basically full on carnivore the entire time that you were here. <laughs> so your glucose didn't get that hit either. And yeah. so, you know, it's just, I think all of that added up to definitely helping you reset. Okay, Jim. I was just going to add that kind of like what John said of a few minutes ago. Um, I have repeatedly wanted to ditch Facebook 
completely. Um, I'm over it. I'm over um, somebody posting something about um, a community news thing and then twisting it into all kinds of political drama and stuff. Um, but I keep it number one because of our group of guys. Um, and two, I, I try to mentally funnel out the drama and look for things that are relative, are relative to what my friends are doing and such. There was an option, like we were talking about a moment ago, of going, you know, ditch all the friends, just be in the groups. Or I've even thought about making a, um, what I guess you call them a zombie profile, a second profile that is, you know, some crazy name and just being highly selective of who I engage with and so on, just so that, not that I want to hide anything. It's just, I don't, I don't need everybody to know everything. Yeah. So I, I've had some family drama in the last couple of years because I would do something and people would comment on it or they'd start talking about it amongst themselves. And like, I wasn't doing anything bad. I went, I once went to Tennessee for a job interview and posted that I was at, um, a, uh, a restaurant slash bar and saw Vince Gill perform. Everybody's why is he down there? What's he doing? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, it's none of your freaking business. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. I'm almost 40 years old at the time. I'm not doing anything wrong here, but the nosiness and the intrusiveness just, I'm over, I'm over it. And I, it's, we were talking about this at work today. I have two, I've got a young man who just turned 21 and a lady who's probably 24, 25 that worked with me today. And both of them, they don't even use their Facebook anymore other than um, grandma tags them in a holiday picture or they go on every so often and like look at memories of stuff from when they were in high school and things. But they don't do Facebook anymore. It's too old and it's too political. They just want to put pictures up on Instagram or Snapchat because Snapchat, it's up and then it's gone in like, what, 10 minutes or two days. I don't even know. They just, yeah, they don't. And they're all, and, and again, I was griping about the younger generation, but I also said, you know, I like the ones that can have a conversation and carry on with others. That's what the benefit is of working with these two people. They are good at mm -hmm. that. So they are using, from what I gather on social media, or from what they've told me on their social media, they're doing it to engage, but they're not posting up bar pictures or stupid stuff. I mean, they just, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we could go on for hours about <laughs> the woes of the world and social media. And, and I, and I don't know that we would ever solve anything because we all agree with things, but then we may all have different ways of finding a resolution. And the, the last thing I'll say about any of it is that I hope that in the, the challenges you've had over the last couple of years, you've never felt like you had to compete against somebody on Facebook because there's so much of that. And I'm just going to say it. Sorry, ladies who are listening. It's a lot of the women out there. I've got buddies whose wives and girlfriends will be like, I can't wrap the perfect present or I can't make this. And it's like, it's okay. It, 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 it is okay if you can't do everything perfect and have one of those real housewives of whatever town lives. That's not real. Mm -hmm. that is, Facebook is a snapshot of a perfect moment, so to speak. It is not the other 23 hours and 59 minutes of craziness and shenanigans and all that stuff. And if people mm -hmm. think that social media shows the everyday true life of things, get out. You ain't, you ain't right. Yeah. And, so. and I apologize guys. I know you probably didn't intend for this to be a rant about social media, but honestly, that's, if we look at like 99.9% of like, the depression and just the angst and just the hard feelings that everyone's experiencing is probably due to social media, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's just my opinion, you know, take it for what it's worth. But, you know, like, honestly, like I look back at like how I was 10, 11 years ago and I make a point of every morning going through my Facebook memories and just, you know, like getting rid of the, the posts where I just like talk negative about something, because honestly, one, I don't necessarily want that out there. Two, I've kind of changed as a person. You know, I have my opinions politically and I let them known sometimes on, you know, I really let them go on Twitter. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just 
I, I'm kind of at the point where it's kind of like pointless. You know, I mean, uh, the only thing that I would miss is my wife tagging me in cat pictures. You know, I, <laughs> Lord knows she does that a lot. Um, but honestly, it's it's kind of like where it's like, what what are we accomplishing here? We're not really accomplishing anything other than I can cook a really mean steak and post it to the group. You know, and 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 to piggyback off you, Jim, I was seriously gonna. I I have an account where I just like it's my name spelled backwards, and I just want to like delete my account and just add that to the men's group and just post there. You know, because I'm kind of sick of Facebook. I'm kind of sick of social media, and it's something where I can be totally detached from my family while we're at the dinner table, and it's because I'm doing something like that. And that is part of the problem. I'm not living in the moment. I'm living in what's on my, what's on my phone screen. Yep. You know, and I, and if, again, you know, being in Texas kind of brought me to that realization where it's kind of like, okay, you know what? I need to just, I mean, it was, we had an hour long conversation and it was just Alberto and I talking on the, you know, on the way to a barbecue joint. It was great. And the vet was there too. And it was, it was kind of like, you know what? <laughs> This is a second family to me. <laughs> so everything's going to be all right. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I, w I, I will say that I hope that this conversation has helped you. I mean, obviously you said things have been better since you and Chris and Berto got to hang out, but I'm hoping that this has helped you understand that you are not alone. I mean, you've, you've oh, no. kind of got alluded to that, but a, a, a refresher, so to speak, of reminding you of that. And, and honestly, just like, I I kind of don't really know when I stopped posting in the group as much, but like I finally got back. I think it was about a month or so ago. I posted a really long, grueling cardio session and I thought to myself, I'm going to post that to the group, but I could probably tell you one thing. Alberto's going to be telling, thinking to himself, Oh, that's pointless. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, and honestly, it's the connection that, you know, we have, you know, and it, it's kind of like, it, it felt good. And it feels good that I finally took a year off, you know, from fixing my shoulder to, you know, getting my wrist fixed to just being back to what makes the mighty oak, the mighty oak, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it doesn't have to be as intense in the gym or rowing as much. I think we even talked about it, Alberto, where I said, to you i'm like you know i have this rower and it's kind of pointless rowing it's just you're rowing you know it's just it was <laughs> great and <laughs> i like i and if anything the last year has taught me that it's it's a marathon not a sprint and it was great that i lost as much weight as i as i lost but with that came some health complications and i've kind of had to learn to live and not be as intense you know, and live in the moment and, and just be present and, you know, just be, just be who I am, you know? No, that's it, man. That's what it's all about. Yep. <laughs> rowing is great for what it is. It's rowing. I, I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it as like, you know, a little bonus extra conditioning work at the end of a workout, but yeah, those workouts where you row just for the sake of rowing, like, whew, they're effective, but I'm not, I can't say I'm a fan. <laughs> and, and honestly, it, Part of that was just me like, oh, I'm going to Texas in 30 days. I got to, you know, get my butt back in shape and go to the gym. And then I ended up having, a, a, well, a procedure, you know, basically to get a couple um, lesions removed in my head. And, and then I wasn't able to work out anyway. So, <laughs> so. You got everything you needed when you were down. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Everything, man. It was, it was great. Well, uh, let's start wrapping things up. We've, uh, we've eaten up a lot of your time already, uh, John, and we really appreciate you sharing what's been going on. I think that, that there's a lot of great takeaways from our, our discussion here today. Uh, how can people connect with you online? Um, as we're talking about getting offline, <laughs> uh, but, but how, how can people get in contact with you if they had questions or wanted to connect with you in, in some way? So, um, easiest thing to do is, um, John W Oaks in the group, um, shoot me a message, um, mighty Oak seven, seven on Instagram. Um, don't really post on Twitter any much, any much anymore. It's kind of a cesspool. Um, 
So, um, yeah, just Instagram and, and, um, the mighty oak seven, seven at gmail.com. If, if you just want to say, Hey, you know, this is what I'm feeling, you know, and, and reach out, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bachelor's in social work. I'm not an LMSW or a licensed medical, you know, or, uh, social worker. Um, but I can point you in the right direction. I can Google and look at resources like with the best of them. So very cool. Um, really great. A uh, reminder to our listeners that you can connect with us online. Uh, the website is theketomansclub.com. You can find links to everything, including uh, our new sponsor, SOM. Uh, we thank them for supporting us and thank you for supporting us through them. Um, and then uh, you can email us at ketomansclubpodcast at gmail.com, as well as uh, call or text. 512-518-6161. Well, I think that's about it, right, gents? I believe so. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, very good. Well, until next time, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T H E. K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.